Hello, I'm Adrian Pereira, Card Product Sales Specialist, Asia Pacific, and you're listening to the Treasury Insights Podcast Series. I'm delighted to be joined by Venkat Ies, Head of Treasury Product Asia Pacific at Bank of America. Hi, Israel, Head of Global Thematic Investing Research, Global Research at Bank of America. Welcome, Venkat and Haim. Pleasure to be here, Adrian. Thank you. Adrian, pleasure to be here on this podcast. Haim, let me start with you. Could you tell us a bit more about the future of technology and the role that AI is playing in transforming the payment landscape in Asia Pacific? Well, it's very important because AI is nothing new. Yes, it looks like a year ago, ever since ChatGDP broke into our life, the world looks very different. But no, the first recollection of AI was actually backdated to 1955. So what have changed? The thing is that we live in a world of data, Adrian. Data is the new oil and AI is the new electricity, as we call it. What do I mean? Let me put some numbers behind that. Every day we generate 2.5 quintillion bytes of data. It's huge. Quintillion is a million trillion. And this number is actually multiplying itself every 18 months. Up until now, we used only 1% of global data. We did not have the tools to use more than 1%. We wasted 99% of global data. This is exactly where generative AI falls. This is where generative AI changes everything. This is the ultimate tool to start using more and more. By next year, we're going to generate 4 quintillion bytes of data, and generative AI will allow us to use 2%, and then 7 quintillion bytes of data, and 3%. So things are going to start accelerating dramatically going forward. And this is the revolution in a nutshell. Everybody can start using generative AI You don't need to be a computer scientist. All you have to have is an app, some app, ChatGPT, Bard, Tropics, whatever. We don't know how many people are really using, but market estimates are talking about less than one year. One billion people are using generative AI. If it's in ChatGPT, Bard, Tropics, so many other models out there, never, ever any technology got adopted so fast. The development of the technology itself is warp speeding. Somewhere between ChatGPT 5 to ChatGPT 6, it will outperform the human brain in terms of the amount of connection, the amount of parameters out there. This is where it really comes to payment in your questions. Every industry will start using generative AI. The biggest mistake investors are making, thinking this is technology. This is only relevant to the tech space. No. If you are data heavy, if you are employment heavy, if you are services heavy, if you are process heavy, you can start using it right now to generate value. Payment is in the core of these changes, of these revolutions. Payments is very data heavy, very process heavy, red tape heavy, employment heavy. The consumer angle is very important and every angle will start being addressed by generative AI. Think about average payment company that interacts with clients all the time, thousands, tens of thousands, millions of clients on a daily basis. That can be automated in ways that we did not have up until now. Think about the amount of data that payment companies are gathering. Probably financial services is the second large data generator on the planet today. Healthcare and pharmaceuticals is number one. Financial services is number two. We don't use a fraction of everything that we are generating. Think about products. Think about better abilities to engage clients. Think about portfolio optimization. Think about risks. Think about uh, fraud detection. So many things we can start doing with that in generate value. 
I'm a big believer that payment will be in the forefront of this revolution. And two to three years time, the industry is not going to look the same. Haim, what sort of technology companies are playing a big role in this transformation and why? It's the big tech companies you're seeing right now. It's an American technology. The companies that are in the forefront of this revolution are American companies. And why? Because eventually generative AI is a function of two things. It's a function of processing power and it's a function of data. The barriers to entry are ridiculously high. Today, to train a model, you need 300 times more processing power every two years. The amount of data, those models are really trained on the entire internet today. So not too many companies can really go into that. On top of that, you have regulation because this implication of the technology are so wide that although we don't have a real detailed regulation framework right now, but what we do have is regulation. Different countries are starting to protect the technology, understanding it, putting more and more barriers of entry into this field. The big tech companies are definitely the rules. They have the technology, they have the data. It's really about data centers. It's about how much data I can have access to. I'm a big believer that it will continue to be controlled by the big data companies, by the big tech companies. Then we're going to move to a next model. The models right now are what we call LLM, meaning large language models. The next generation that the tech companies are probably going to start focusing in is how to monetize it by SLM, small language models. If I'm a financial services company, if I'm a bank, if I'm a payment company, do I really need all the data in the world? Do I need genomics data? Do I need art data? No, probably a lot of the data is not really relevant for me. So the tech companies that are developing in the core of this revolution will start developing what we call SLM, meaning Generative AI models, which are going to be very relevant for me based on my data, based on the needs that I have. And they do have all the facilities, the infrastructure, the technology to come up with this revolution. Venkat, I made mention of how technology firms are influencing the commercial payment space. How is Bank of America leveraging technology and driving this change? Sure, again, technology is embedded in our lives. As I mentioned, Technology and data is very cool to everything that we do. Banking is not an exception. Technology is very fundamental to banking and also for payments and transaction banking. In fact, we pride ourselves saying transaction banking units in any global bank are the fintechs in the bank. This is the way banks are looking at transaction banking to process payments. However, there is a fundamental difference between a technology company and a bank. A bank, more so global banks, are highly regulated financial institutions. They have the responsibility for processing payments with risk as the prime parameter. So for Bank of America, in a day, we process close to $2 trillion worth of payments we do not have the option of the pure tech firms to test and fail. We have to get it right the first time, anything and everything that we do. We need to be in sync with the regulations. We need to manage the risk. We need to manage the trust imposed on us by our customers. What it means is we take time to understand what is relevant to our clients, understand the regulations, 
and the nuances of the markets in which clients operate and we operate, and then try and build a solution with the technology that best supports their needs. The whole aspect is it's not one size fits all. It's always looking to the client, especially the corporate clients, even the commercial banking clients. Their operations are small, but still they have specific needs and those needs to be addressed. Just to give you an example, commercial cards in Asia Pacific is a fantastic illustration that I could highlight. At Bank of America, we use artificial intelligence technology to support our clients' distinct needs to help them optimize their supplier payment process. What it results in is they can really look into all their payables and then optimize on their supplier payments so as to stay liquid so that they can reduce the cost and improve their efficiencies. Venkat, we know business needs drive the strategy and priorities for the technology our clients use. What are you hearing from treasurers and CFOs and what are their expectations from their bank? If you talk to any CFO, any treasurer across any corporation of any size, the first thing is how can I stay liquid? How would I reduce my borrowing costs? How would I improve my operational efficiencies? How do I improve my controls? How do I manage risk better? Especially when it comes to payment processes, the key aspect is they would like to automate as much as possible, reduce the manual interventions, thereby reduce the errors, reduce the time taken to process a transaction, and improve the overall efficiency. Companies want to scale their payment infrastructure globally. They would like to optimize on their controls, and then they would like to do this with a trusted global banking partner. Here for some pressures today, they're wanting to strike a balance of driving efficiencies in the payments processes and realizing revenues and reducing costs. So you need to tick all the three boxes. In all of these, a payment also comes with a lot of risk. Risk management is top of mind. Could you provide your perspective on how banks can use AI to help these needs? We already are leveraging AI as a technology, as a tool to solve our clients' problems. Let me give you a few examples. One, we've been using AI and machine learning for quite some time now for payment processes to reduce the risk of fraud. We also have launched a solution especially on the receivables, the cancellation. We title that as intelligent receivables. That helps to reconcile the invoice due with the credit on the bank statement and also the remittance advice that you receive from your supplier. It's a three-way matching. Taking a step further, we also have a solution called cash flow forecasting. For any pressure or a CFO, managing the liquidity, finding out where the liquidity stays, especially for global corporations in different currencies, in different geographies, getting the information in real time or as near real time, and then leveraging the past data, 
using AI technology, how could I forecast my cash flows for the next one week, one month, one year, up to two years? That gives a phenomenal advantage for them to plan their cash flows and manage the liquidity so that they know exactly when to borrow, when to reduce the cost, when to kind of invest their surplus, where to invest their surplus. These are a few examples that I could quote where Bank of America is leveraging AI and machine learning in a big way. When it comes to companies, they could identify the cybersecurity risk, include the working capital, and gather critical insights into their firm's spend patterns to better manage their finances and execute sustainable financial strategies. In effect, what it means is for a CEO for a treasurer is they are achieving their strategic goals for a simple process like payments, leveraging all the data, but at the same time trying to be in sync with their corporate strategy in reducing the overall costs and improving the earnings potential. Thank you so much for that. Before we conclude, can I ask if each of you could leave one takeaway for our listeners on how to leverage AI to optimize their payment processes? I'm I'm a big believer that if we look two to three years down the line, we'll have two kinds of companies. We have companies that are implementing and using generative AI that's assembled and embedded in every part of their process, and companies that's just not going to be around anymore. If you want to wait and see what your competitors are going to do, you're just going to be way too late because the implementation of technology is critical today. It takes time. It's just going to be way, way too late. I cannot think about if in one part of the process, the value chain of a payment company that cannot start using generative AI. My advice is come open-minded, start doing the work today. Map all the data in the organization, map all the different processes, all the engagement with clients, all the products today, and start thinking about how do I implement generative AI and not waiting. Yes, there's a lot of issues, there's a lot of regulation, there's a lot of concerns which are involved with that, but the work has to be done today. Otherwise, just going to be way too late. You do not want that your number one, number two competitor to come out with an announcement and create more value before you do. Understand that this is a revolution that might be, I believe, as big as the internet, if not even bigger, as big as a smartphone, if not even bigger. Anyone that is not doing the work today, it's just not going to be around. And then cut one takeaway for our clients on why firms should consider Leveraging AI for payment? As I already mentioned, AI is given the order of the day. It is a technology and a solution that is made available, and it is fast evolving. As a CFO or a treasurer, if you are facing challenges around the working capital, looking to reduce the risk involved in payments and its processing, and improve the reconciliation efficiencies, it's an imperative that you consider the new virtual technologies available with AI for better data analysis, improved process automation, and thereby achieving working capital optimization. My simple advice to any client is, you are facing challenges around your working capital, you want to reduce your risk, in the payment process, you want to improve the efficiencies, you want to better at your reconciliation efforts, 
consider the new virtual technologies available with AI, with better data analysis, improved process automation, and thereby achieving the working capital optimization. You have a lot to achieve. It's all about how do you address your challenges, discuss with your bank, and then find the right solution what will make your life easier and what will make you achieve your KPIs. There is clearly so much more to discuss on this topic, but uh, unfortunately, this is all the time that we have today. Thank you very much, Venkat and Haim, for your insights today. Good to be here, Adrian. Thank you very much. Adrian, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. I'm Adrian Pereira, and my co-hosts have been Venkat ES and Haim Israel. Thank you for listening to the Treasury Insights Podcast series. Bank of America is the marketing name used by certain global banking and global markets businesses of Bank of America Corporation, lending other commercial banking activities and trading in certain financial instruments are performed globally by banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, including Bank of America NA member FDIC. Copyright 2023 Bank of America Corporation. All rights reserved.